Listener Production. Okay, are you recording? Hey team, you are listening to episode 139 of the Howie Games featuring Curtis McGrath. Curtis is a veteran, a triple Paralympic gold medalist and a man with a story that absolutely stopped me in my tracks. The full episode drops next Thursday and please, if you have some time, have a listen to it. This is a man with a truly, truly incredible story to tell. It is also told in further detail in Curtis's brilliant new book, which is titled Blood, Sweat and Steel. You can pre-order it right now through Booktopia. In the meantime, here's Curtis's player profile. Curtis McGrath. Uh, podcast coming out next Thursday. It's quite extraordinary. I can't wait for people to hear it. Just before we get going, the book is not far away. How's the launch coming along, great man? Yeah, not too bad. Um, got a bit of a schedule from the publisher with media and stuff, so uh, you're going to be busy. But um, yeah, hopefully have my hands on physical copies really soon. So it's exciting and, and yeah, so um, um, really happy to, to have it and um, to have it coming out and people you know, read my story and learn a bit more about me. They'll be blown away. Make sure you check out that book. All right, here we go. From the top, Curtis McGrath, player profile, nicknames. Nicknames, um, Kiwi, I had one. Um, hmm. uh, Curtimus was, was there as well. I'm going with Curtimus. All right, Curtimus, what's your favourite food? Um, I'd say yeah, good ramen. That's, that's probably up there. Ooh. Yeah, ramen's pretty good. And, and then, you know, some, some pizza as well, which is always, you know, a go, go, good go-to. Can you cook? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, I guess I'm good at, you know, um, following along a recipe, um, not so much as a science like baking. My wife's better at the baking stuff. I'm better at cooking, so there's a bit more fun. What's your number one? If I was to come round to the McGrath's and you were trying to impress me for some unusual reason, what are, what are you going for? I do a pretty mean steak. Um, okay. Yeah, steak. It's in, yeah, very, very simple food, but, um, yeah, my, my uh, I've had a few comments on how good it is, so... Yeah, good, good cut of beef. Um, but also that um, some lamb shanks, always nice. Um, yeah, what else? Just not bad at fish as well, but, um, yeah, like I'm still learning with the fish. I just haven't stuffed anything up yet. <laughs> well, that's a good start. That's a good start. Okay, now three people are coming around to this dinner at your place, Curtis. From any time in history that you know, that you don't know, that you'd like to meet, that you have met, who are the three people that get the prize seats at the dinner table? Um... Oh, I think probably Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. He has not appeared on this before. I like that. Yeah, Genghis Khan. Um, um, maybe Anne Frank should be interesting. Yes. And maybe Neil Armstrong. Okay, nice selection. Nice selection. Finish this sentence for me, Curtis. Before you perform in competition, you always do what? I dunk my hands in the water, like make sure they're wet. I don't know, it's sort of like a, not that it's grounding, but it's grounding in a way, in a, in a metaphoric sense. But, yeah, it sort of resets me and gets me ready to go. So, yeah, just dip my hands in the water and off we go. <laughs> what was your very first car? I had a Subaru Liberty uh, sedan and um, come back. I got my licence quite late um, in my sort of youth, you should say, because um, I was a little bit younger than all my friends, so they all yep. had their licences and cars and they all around me, so I didn't really need, need it. So, yeah, lucky there. <laughs> so that was your first car. What was your first ever job? What was the first thing you did to earn some money? Oh, like a, a proper, like sort of a proper job, but not like money from the parents. Um, I worked at a supermarket uh, stacking shelves in, in uh, Queenstown, New Zealand. So I know you love what you do for a living. 
uh, both firstly in the Army, which we'll discuss in full detail next week, and now as a Paralympic athlete and triple gold medalist. But if you could have someone else's job, Curtis, whose job would you like? Mm, um, probably, I always sort of wanted to be a, a test pilot. Um, so, ah. yeah, not not necessarily with the, the uh, ambition to, to be an astronaut, but I think, you know, being in that sort of field of work would be really cool and really interesting. Obviously very difficult. Um, if anyone's seen that movie, First Man, like that's about yes. Neil Armstrong. That's that's what they are. They're, they're test pilots and the NASA was looking for um, people to go sort of <laughs> a little bit further into space and uh, looked at test pilots because they could do a lot under pressure and, and deal with uh, all the intricacies of technology and maths and stuff. So yeah, obviously need a, bit, <laughs> a few more brain cells, I think, to, to get that job. <laughs> On that, I have now, I'll get to your books, but I have a book recommendation for you, which I don't normally pull out here. Andy Lee told me about this on an episode we did recently. There is a book by Bill Bryson called 1927. It covers all the amazing things that happened in 1927, and it's when men or women were first trying to fly from Europe to America. And all these blokes, test pilots, as you're talking about, head off across the Atlantic and very few uh, ever get found. So I'm up to Lindbergh now, who obviously makes it. So check that one out, 1927, because it's crazy what these characters are doing. All right, what is the best piece of advice you've received on your long and very interesting journey? Um, I guess it doesn't matter if you come first, second, third, third or last, as long as you do your best with what you've got, that's all that matters. I think that's really important to remember in every asset of life, not just sport. I try and tell that to my kids all the time, all the time. I'm not sure it's sunk in yet, but I'm trying to tell them that. Are you a concert goer? What's the best concert you've seen live? It was a random one. We went to go see um, Chet Faker in Toronto, oh, yeah. in Vancouver. And yep. he was great, but the the sort of the curtain raising acts and there's this lady named Charlotte Cardine. She's a like French Canadian girl and, and she like blew us away how good she was. Tell me what you want me to do. I'll do it for you. I'll do it for anyone who loves me. So that's a concert you've been to. What are you currently listening to music wise on your music lists? Um yeah, I'll just have a quick gander. I um, good. I I had uh, I've been audiobooking at the moment. I've been yep. re- listening, le- re- reading, listening to uh, Lord yep. of the Rings. So it's a bit ah. of an epic, and it's a like the movies do do well, but the books are just there's so much more detail. Um, but for music, I uh, got into the Lana Del Rey, um, and then bit of. Uh, Big Scary. I um, don't know if anyone knows them. But I'm, I'm a big fan of Odisa, which is like an electric sort of yep. group. Um, yeah. yeah. So that type of music as well. Lord of the Rings. It took me – I just finished it with my kids. We got through it over through lockdown. It took us about nine months because it's sort of 1,100 pages. But we watched the films as well and it filled me with joy, Curtis, because they both said, love the movies, but the book was better, Dad, which yeah. is cool. That's good. It's good. There's a bit more depth to it. You know what's going on yeah. a bit more. Yeah. So if you're reading Lord of the Rings, what's your favourite book of all time? Um, there's this series of books. Oh, man, there's so many. Um, not that I'm a big reader, but I have got stuck in. I, I recently finished Shogun as well. That's another epic book. 
Um, but there's this series of books by Con Egudan, and they're about Genghis Khan. They're called Wolf on the Plains or, or Conqueror series, sorry. And they're about oh. Genghis Khan and, and sort of the, the, the Khans of, of Mongolia. And they're just amazing. You know, it's loosely based around the history of everything and how they progressed and, and did their, com- their war and stuff. So um, very interesting. You know, it's, they're not great people, but uh, they're very interesting. Right, so you're quite big on Genghis Khan. You're reading his books. He's coming to dinner. He's yeah, quite yeah, the man at your yeah, house. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually read um, those books twice, so there's five okay. of them. So, yeah. Uh, last time I spoke to you, because we've recorded this a little bit later, you were in lockdown. Now, thankfully, you're out. I presume you got some TV time in lockdown. What are you currently watching? So I would have jumped on the bandwagon and watched all of the Squid Games, which was super interesting. Um, is very it good? Different. It is very good. It's just different, okay. which I think that's what everyone's liking. So like, it's a pretty easy concept to get around. You see what, you know, why people would act the way they would. And it also highlights some, um, some issues within uh, the Korean um, sort of public and, and what they're right. dealing with themselves. And apparently it's been more made more, um, uh, being sort of exaggerated, not exaggerated, there's more emphasis on it now because it's um, gone, gone a bit harder. But, um, yeah, that's really good. Uh, last night I just finished off the, the Godfather. I never wanted this for you. I work my whole life. I don't apologize to take care of my family. And I refused to be a fool. Dancing on the string held by all those big shots. It's not personal. It's strictly business. Favourite movie of all time? Interstellar by uh, Christopher Nolan. Brilliant movie. Yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, it's like a great concept and... Uh, I think you know, I think loosely based around a, a, the scientific reality, but um, in, in a, within imagination sense. But uh, yeah, and the acting's great. The music, um, Hans Zimmerman as well, is, is good too. Yeah, great film. Uh, what did you race home from school to watch as a young fella? I think it was Transformers. Oh. Um, and then Transformers. Yeah, and, and maybe like yeah. Transformers. <laughs> And, and Rugrats and things like that. So, yeah, good, good fun. <laughs> Rugrats. <laughs> uh, this is a tough one. People struggle with this one. What is the best gift you have received? My wife, um, when I Ooh. got hurt, she made these this book. Um, she got all, like, the comments and letters and stuff like that from when I got injured from social media and put it all into, like, this scrapbook and made it. You know, and it wasn't really f- for anything other than for me, um, which hmm. was really, really nice. My dad made one too a, lot, uh, a little while ago um, as well, which was, yeah, super cool. And, um, you know, it, it, you know, it doesn't cost too much, but it's a lot of heart and a lot of meaning in it. And I think that's, um, you know, one of those, those gifts that you, you really cherish because of the meaning behind it. Yeah, great answer. Uh, podcast recommendation for me to listen to from you. <laughs> um, the, there is a man named, um, he does a series called Apocalypse and Apocalypse. it's about World War One. and he, his name is, it's eluding me at the moment, I'm getting there, Dan Carlin, Hardcore History. Okay. And each, each podcast is, each episode's, he does like mini series, so it's only, you know, five or six episodes, but each episode can be up to six or seven hours. So it's like reading a book. And he's huh. very well versed and very well read, and he, it takes him a long time. It takes him like twelve months to get one episode done because it's so rich in in fact and and 
and story and um, what the topic that he's talking about is World War One. So there's obviously so many people and it's fairly recent enough to have written word and, and does he does he interview no, is it or is it just no, him? He's just he just, just goes bang. Yeah, and the way he he tells the story is very compelling. It's very. Um, engaging and it really like puts I've recommended it to someone before and they've they've been listening to it and had to pull over on the side of the road because it's that intense like it it really brings you in and makes you feel a part of it and it's just um yeah I had the opportunity to go to World War One battlefields in France and Belgium um a couple years ago and yeah it sort of just reinforces the whole situation and how um, diabolical it was for the guys on the ground there. So what's it called one more time? Uh, Dan Carlin, Hardcore History, and then the, the series of that is called Apocalypse. Right. I'll check that out. Thank you. Uh, from what we would call, Curtis, a well-known person, a, a person known in the public eye, if celebrity, use the term you want, that you have met that's made an impression on you? Probably he's super famous um, and, and it's not really a name call, but Prince Harry, um, he uh, <laughs> obviously with all of his profile and all of his stature and his who he is and where he's from and his family and all that sort of stuff, he's still a, a dude who just wants to, you know, I, I believe I didn't have this opportunity, but to have a beer and talk about sport and rugby. And I had the opportunity to, to accompany him on his inspections of the Invictus Games venues in Sydney in 2017. Yep. He's also here for the Centenary of the Navy. Um, the Australian Navy, but he, um, at the time, the, the Lions were touring in New Zealand, the British and Irish Lions, and obviously me being an All Black supporter, yes. I was peppering him and, and with a bit of banter and, you know, he would give it straight back. And as someone who's with that much fame could be, you know, on his high horse and I'm quite, ironically, that, that probably comes from a royal saying, um, <laughs> he's he's not actually you know in, in any way uh, arrogant or above anyone. He's he's quite easy to get along with, and I think that just reinforces the fact that he's the right person for that sort of organisation, the Invictus Games, and, and what he's yeah. created there. So yeah, that's that's a decent one, Prince Harry. Do you have any superstitions? Um, I don't. <laughs> before my racing, I, I don't yeah. like to shave. I, I don't know why that is. It's you know, I'd have a bit of stubble like you've got on there. Um, that's yep. it. And, and you know, after racing, I'd take it all off. But I, it's like the day of racing and the day before sometimes I just wouldn't wouldn't do it. And it's, it's a weird superstition, but I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's it's time to, to, to stop shaving. So, yeah. The great Steve War used to do that in a test match and I recounted that to my boss at Fox Cricket about four days into a test match last summer and he said, you need to shave. I said, Steve War didn't shave for the whole test match. And he's like, you're not Steve War, have a <laughs> <Yeah>. shave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it worked for him, so. It's working for me. <laughs> uh, favorite holiday spot? Oh, um, Italy is always amazing. Um, you know, I have the amazing opportunity to go there. You know, outside of COVID, every year to train. Um, mm. You get a little bit of a taste of it then, but that's that's not holiday time. But I did get the opportunity. I have been there on a Kentucky tour, which is amazing in Florence and the Tuscany was great. But I went back there with my wife and we had a look around. Um, uh, you know, Tuscany and, and Florence and, and back up into Milan and yeah, it's a, a, an amazing country and it's quite quite diverse you know as well because the southern is different from the north and, and mm-hmm. Sicily as well so um, yeah and the food is unbelievably good uh, yeah I wouldn't mind getting to Japan though I think that's you know 
um, even going over there for sport, it's, it's not quite the same. So, yeah, you just want to enjoy the culture a bit more and, and get amongst it all. Bucket list destination, somewhere you haven't been that you'd like to go? I think a run would be really yes. high up there. A lot of I've heard amazing things about its landscape um, and its history. Um, you know, despite the, the cultural differences, I think that's what makes it intriguing as well. And, you know, I've, I've been a little bit done um, some Middle Eastern countries, but I think uh, Iran is would be quite high. And it's, it's not, a, not a country that everyone's keen to go to, but probably second to that would be South Africa. I think that'd be another country I'd really love to go see. Jordan in the Middle East, cracking place, Jordan. Uh, you'll get there. You'll get there. A couple more for you. Who do you know that you feel would be a good guest on the Howie Games? Uh, maybe uh, Fabian Coulthard would be a good chat, I reckon. Fabian Coulthard of V8 fame. Why do you say Fabian? Lovely fella, fellow Kiwi for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I met him. I had a talk once and we got on really well. He's just an easygoing guy and, and is uh, yeah, good to talk to and, you know, he's driven a bit and, and been around. So um, it's, you know, he's high success and lows and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. it'd be a good good chat. Um, yeah, all right, so. Fabian it is. I'll look into it. A uh, couple more for you. What, if anything, and I don't ask this lightly to you, what, if anything, scares you, Curtis? Um, I think letting people down. I think that's it's probably, um, I don't know if it's a, it's, a, it's a fear, but it is, you know, I think, you know, it's that, that saying when you, you do something wrong for your parents and it's not, I, I'm not angry, I'm disappointed. It's that, that feeling mm-hmm. that that disappointment can be really strong in that moment when you, you've said you do something or you, you commit to something, you can't fulfill it or, um, yeah, or, or you've done something against their sort of value or your own values and, and you can let yourself down as well. So um, that, that's something to, to take note on, I think. Final one for you and the most important one, this defines you as a Kiwi, as an Australian, as an athlete, as a husband. This is the big one, okay? Curtis McGrath. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Absolutely not. Oh, no. You, uh, oh, no. What I are you don't doing, think, mate? you know, in Naples it <laughs> uh, was ever introduced. <laughs> I think it's a, maybe an American additive or, or some English thing that's happened. <laughs> oh, and no. it's, uh, I, I, don't, I don't even like it in a burger. Okay. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> I don't mind pineapple, but uh, it's just, a, just I don't. Warm fruit is a little bit of a, a weird one for me, so. Well, I, I'd normally finish on that, but no, so I'm not going to finish on that, that note except to finish to say we recorded your full episode about a month ago when you were in quarantine. It comes out next Thursday and I messaged you a week ago saying I'd put it together and when you sit and have a conversation with someone in a podcast sense, you're completely engaged with what they're saying mm. and I've done enough of them to know for me whether I think it's – something that I would listen to and whether I would recommend it. People often say, recommend me an episode of your show. Yeah. Yours is now an episode I couldn't recommend more highly. Um, it stunned me, it astounded me, and I really can't wait for people to hear it as well as read your book, which comes out just about uh, in a week or so and people can get it on Booktopia, as I mentioned on the intro. But it's a phenomenal episode, mate. It really has had a big impact me on me in in the months since we've done it. Yeah, so thank you. It's um, you know, I think my my book adds to it. And, you know, I, yes. I I often get up and, and be able to tell my story in public speaking events, but you know, it's it's nice to have that hour to to talk and, and tell my story. But 
um, you know, having a book and, and having it out there is, you know, in a way, a part of my story. You know, there, there was, I think, before the, the editors got hold of it, it was like 560 pages or something, and now it's like 320. So there's still a lot of story yeah. there and, and things that we couldn't add in, but um, it's uh, nice to have it out there and, and hope people can take something away from it. And, you know, your, your podcast is a prelude to that, and uh, thank you for having me. Good on you, mate. Stay safe. Great to see you again. Yeah, you too. Cheers, mate. Golden hat-trick, the mighty McGrath. He makes it three from three at the Paralympics. Listener.